0: Hello, podcast world. Welcome to episode 29 of Run Chats with Ron Runs NYC. It's such a good time catching up with Tim Hazima and Lorna Campbell, the global marketing leaders of the Abbott World Marathon Majors. It was super fun getting to know each of them better, learning about their individual running histories and career paths taken in life. We also took a deep dive on the Abbott World Marathon Majors Overview, Their six-star program, the age group, world rankings, and world championships, how to qualify. The recent initiatives trying to engage runners that have been sidelined more or less with the pandemic and so many races being canceled that are focusing on some of their new offerings, the Global Run Club, virtual racing, and their Global Marathon, which will take place this spring, which actually has some entry possibilities for runners trying to qualify for the World Age Group Championships. The 2021 majors, where they sit now and how we feel about them taking place. What's next for the Abbott World Marathon majors? And we concluded with some free marathon training plans being offered by Andrew Castor, which are wonderful. There's a link in the show notes for any runners who are looking to find an entry-level marathon training plan to guide them So if you're interested in learning more about Global Run Club, the six-star program, their global marathon, the WANDA H-Group World Championships, or more about that new marathon-free training program, this is definitely the episode for you. I hope you all enjoy it as much as we did. So let's dive on in and take a listen. Hey, good morning, Lorna and Tim. Welcome to Run Chats with Ron Runs NYC. I'm so excited to have the Abbott World Marathon Majors team here with me this morning. Good morning. Good morning. So how are you both doing? How are you holding up during the pandemic?
1: For me, um, I mean, same, same is the phrase I keep using. We're We're remote normally, so that hasn't changed a lot for us. But I feel that people are getting weary, but then on the other hand, there's sort of light at the end of the tunnel. And I think everyone's hoping for a brighter fall. So that's kind of what I'm focusing on.
2: Yeah, and same here, I would say I uh, I usually answer that with uh, the family's happy and healthy and everybody's got a smile on their face doing remote learning, uh, you know, and just really uh, enjoying the time together that we we hopefully uh, will see something on the horizon here shortly, but uh, having hope and continuing to try to stay healthy and smile.
0: Sounds good. Well, what I thought would be really fun for the Run Chats audience would be just get a little intro from both of you, A, on what your roles are within Abbott, uh, what you both do. But more importantly, like a little bit about both of your running, you know, your connection to running, your history with running, a little bit about your own running journeys, and are either of you um, going to pursue a six-star yourselves?
1: Tim, you should kick off
2: sure so that's a that's a a broad question so i'll try to not talk for 30 minutes about it but um so overall i i started in this space back in the year 2000 um i actually worked at that time for lasalle bank who uh owned the chicago marathon so had a a, an interesting kind of entry into the space with a a company a, a banking institution that owned a marathon so was able to get some great experience working with that team and for that team. Um, and, and really fast forward six, seven years, Bank of America uh, merged with LaSalle. So my role went from LaSalle Bank to Bank of America within the sponsorship space, within the, the marathon, helping manage the ownership of it. So again, if you would have told me when I was 15, 16, 17 years old that I would be in the managing marathon space, I would have thought you were crazy, but it's an interesting how people's paths go. So Got some great experience over the years in the sponsorship space and the sports marketing space, um, working with Carrie and Mike and their team at Chicago Event Management. Obviously, you know, the best in the business when it comes to operating races. Uh, Hometown Chicago. So uh, very, you know, dear to my heart as it it speaks to it. Um, Really did that for several years at Bank of America, managing other sports sponsorships, other sports marketing properties, and then uh, the marathon as well. And then was able to take this role in 2014 uh, for the Abbott World Marathon Majors. Uh, really was their first, was the first full-time employee for the Abbott World Marathon Majors as Abbott came on as our title partner. Um, can go into the history of the Abbott World Marathon Majors as much as you want. It's not necessarily connected to my uh, to my personal history, but yeah, was able to really, really have this role be a, a great, amalgamation of my background and and selfishly was the perfect fit for me. A little corporate sponsorship, a little uh, running or a lot of running sports, looking across the industries that my experience had brought, whether it's NASCAR, the collegiate space, Major League Baseball, NFL, etc. And really build something that was uh, brand new, but also happened to have the backing in the the energy of the bi- six biggest and best marathons in the world as well. So, um, that's how I got into this, uh, when it comes to the Outworld Marathon majors. And then to answer the question around kind of my personal running journey, um, I do have three stars. I'm not sure that I'll ever get to six. Um, but I would all, I could always blame the job if I never do. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I running for me is, is therapy running for me is a, a Zen moment that, you can get out or get in on your treadmill and, and just be on your own with your own thoughts. Um, I usually do most of my running solo and not usually with a group and and that's purposeful um, just to have some alone time and and of any time to have that and be able to clear your mind uh, you know the last 10, 11 months it's it's really proven it's worth. So that would be my short answer to that to that question.
0: Fabulous. You're on Lorna Go.
1: Me, so yes I'm Scottish um, but live in Rhode Island and have been in the US for two and a half years now. Uh, Most of my career in sports was spent in Asia based in Singapore for 12 years and I came to that from a sports science background and then into rugby union which is one of Scotland's main sports and had the fortune to work in a Liked him a variety of sports before I came to running Commonwealth Games since 2006 with the Scottish team. I've done uh, three Olympic Games. Tokyo will be my fourth. Golf, tennis, Wimbledon, a bunch of things. And when I uh, was looking to move to the States, um, ready for a change and, and circumstance, I happened to come across this job, which seemed like the perfect opportunity. It was a sport that I loved and something to really get my teeth into so I joined Tim and the team in August 2018 which seems like a lifetime ago and um, yeah unfortunately we haven't actually seen each other in person since January of last year which we see each other on Zoom all the time but uh, we haven't had the opportunity to get together as a team but we work like this and it's it's been great and like Tim as well my running I'm not a, a serious or runner of any shape or form but I Always did it as sort of just a hobby in Singapore. It's really hot. So the most I do is 5k and you're dripping with sweat and 30 degree heat. Um, and it was always just to support my hockey or golf or other activities, cycling. But when I got into the world of marathons, you can't help but get carried along on the, the wave. And I've done a lot more running since then. And I did two marathons in 10 months um, from May 2018, uh, 19. March last year and I should have had my first star in Tokyo but that wasn't to be with COVID so I ran it elsewhere but that's my my marathon shoes done for a little while I think I just enjoy it with friends and getting out there and like you say during times like this if that's all you can do every day like we're really lucky
0: oh we are where would any of us be uh, where would any of my listeners be? Where would any of the three of us be without running uh, to keep us together, to keep us sane? Although I don't know that I—I'm sure you two are okay in the sanity department. Me, I'm—I'm I'm in a very different category, I'm way far out there, like so far gone. There's no saving me. But um, yeah, I mean, it's the only way to you know clear your head. It's the only way to get a little time and just get away from all of the the spiral of news and look, it's real. You know, you can't avoid it. It's real. You know, so many people are dying. So many people are sick. Um, Travel's almost uh, eliminated again. Um, And that's one of the things that ties us all together. That's one of the things that makes the Abbott six-star quest and the chase so unique um, is that ability to jump on a plane and travel around the globe and meet and connect with people from so many different cultures and so many parts of the world. And, you know, I had the benefit in 2019 of doing all six in the same year. And it was like a highlight reel of my whole life. Like I remember getting off the plane in Tokyo and then just showing up in the pouring rain at the expo and, you know, hanging out with the Abbott team and getting my, you know, the six star, um, uh, what do you call it? Not the, uh, the bib for the, the back, you know, I'm running for the six star and just, Um, you know, the energy of it all, um, and the weather, it can't put a damper on it, whether you're running for the six star in in the monsoon in Boston, or it's a hot day or anything else, you know, you're out there about to achieve this dream. But, um, what, what, inspires, I think all of us to do this is that it is so hard. It's hard to get into the races. It's really difficult to qualify for some of these races and it requires such a commitment And um, I think that's what's super exciting. Um, But but as we talked a little bit before we came on, I thought it would be fun because I think in the times of COVID, we have a lot of new runners that literally have never run at all. Like they are putting sneakers on for the very first time and have decided I need to do something. I'm going to start running or maybe they listen to a podcast or the opposite might be they were a good runner a long time ago and just gave it up and maybe they're died in life circumstances have change, and now they're kind of come back in. And for those people that are out there that aren't aware of the Abbott you know, process and the six-star journey and what it all is, I thought it'd be super cool for one or both of you to just go through an overview of, of it all. Um,
2: so I, I can kind of start with our, our major pillars, if you will. So, so when you look at the Abbott World Marathon majors, six of the biggest and best marathons in the world, um, to your point, uh, it is a process to get into each one. So when it comes to the core of what we do, the six-star program. So someone that finishes, gets into, uh, runs, and then finishes all six of our events um, becomes a six-star finisher. It's a lifetime goal. It's you can do it from the time you're 18 to the time you're 80 um, or older. It depends on what you're what you're into, um, and and that's really how we see it. Is that's the pinnacle of the achievement of our sport of our um, company, of our six races, of our family on, on a global on a global journey. So it is, much, it is that bucket list item. It's something that folks um, it really, it has become uh, that holy grail, if you will, of, of medals as people get that put around their neck. So that's how we see it as well. So the most important thing from our perspective is treating our runners like you that have done that. You're our, our hall of famers. You're our VIPs. You're the ones that are not only the ones that have gone through it, but also the best ambassadors to say, hey, this is what this has meant to me. And this is what it can do for you. But to your point, there's the new runners out there or folks that have gotten back into running. I think COVID for everybody has made everybody take a step back and look at the simple things in life um, and really get back into those things, whether whether it's your family or your fitness or taking time to read, whatever it might be. Not that everybody has all the time in the world because families and everything else that are now everybody's together. Um, but you need a a pair of running shoes and a straight part of street to, to get out and run. So when we say you're a marathoner or you're part of the marathon community, all of those distances and people and volunteers and spectators and people that run a hundred yards or a hundred miles, they're a part of the marathon community. Um, when it comes to what we do is we try to bring the power of that community to as many people as possible around the globe. That's why when you look at, um, not only the entrance to our races come from hundreds of different countries, um, we have our age group world rankings that are for 40 plus and come, you know, 250 events. So we try to take as many people as possible with as much access as we give, whether it's online, in-person or whatever is available And bring the power of the marathon community to those people. Um, You know, we've said many times in many conversations that Lorna, Lorna, and I and our team have had during this is there's nothing stronger than the marathon to show what is great about a city, what is great about a people, what is great about a um, a finish line. I think Catherine Switzer said, you know, if you want to see the best of humanity, sit at a marathon finish line. And a marathon finish line doesn't technically have to be. Um, you know, Boylston Street in Boston, it can be your driveway. It can be something you're trying to accomplish. It can be a metaphor for things. So I know that's a, a very big answer, but marathons are a very big thing. And that's how we see it here at the Abbey World Marathon Majors.
1: Yeah. And, and like you're saying about the, the finish line, like, although the marathon is the goal for, for people, marathon for some people is that journey of like getting to their first half or getting to their first whatever marker that is. And and for us, like the, the global piece is, is massive for me because we really try and pull out stories and these like amazing moments from people all around the world. We literally have runners from nearly every country that you can imagine. And that makes it really cool. And like you said, Ron, when you turn up to an expo or a start or a finish line, you are literally mixing with runners from all walks of life, all ages, all abilities. And those stories, like they give you goosebumps. Even if you're not a runner, you cannot... Listen to some of those moments that we put on camera or you tell in your podcast and not be moved in some way to have, like, you cannot be sort of neutral to that stuff. And it's just, it's amazing. It really does give you like a warm and fuzzy feeling that nothing else does.
0: Yeah. I I think um, to just underscore that point further, um, for the people out there, you might be in my age group, I'm turning 60 Friday um, you're at an age where, you know, you've done a lot of things in your life and you have a lot more free time. My son's graduated college. He's living in another state. And because of COVID, you know, I saw my, my favorite person on earth three times last year. And that's what so many of us are going through. We can't see our moms or dads, or we can't see our own children or, or distant relatives. And it just, uh, it makes it so difficult. But in that magical year of 2019, like each year, each race, I would put it out on Instagram and Facebook. Hey, I'm going to host a shakeout run at Imperial Palace at these dates and times. And, you know, I'm figuring, you know, 20 people are going to show up for these things, 30 people. You know, 60, 70 came to the first couple. And by the time I got to London, you know, cause I had my boy, my buddy, the marathon Marcus hooked up with me. We had like a hundred and something people, you know, and we're running through London with a hundred and something people, you know, stopping every quarter of a mile to do selfies and take crazy photos and act like idiots. But what, In energy. You know, what an unbelievable way to connect people uh, with a common goal of, you know, yes, running, sure, but everybody there wants to earn the six star. Everybody there wants to complete that quest and wants to make the journey happen. So a lot of it is how do you get into this race? How do you qualify? Um, What's a good charity to run for? You know, those are the things I think people don't really take a closer look at. I think people wanna earn Boston with a time qualifier, and there's this kind of stubborn feeling like, the only way I'm ever gonna run Boston is if I qualify, because I wanna have that badge that I'm a time qualifier for Boston. And I get it, man, I'm as competitive as anyone you will ever find, but you know what? charity is a wonderful thing it is a huge part of abbott's journey it's a huge part of the individual races journey and it's to me it gives me great pride to see how much money we raise collectively among these races i mean it's it's remarkable how much money you know we're able to pull in as a running community for these individual uh, charities at these races and you know that's one of the part that makes me sad right now is because when the races aren't happening the charities are, are taking a huge hit right now.
1: They are. They are suffering. And our, our races are really trying to do all that they can to keep it going. Like the, the virtual races that, you know, Boston and Chicago and London and New York, they did their virtual marathons and they really tried any way they could to keep that that connection to the charities going. But like you say, it's it's really hard. So, you know, hopefully that'll all kick back in when, you know, when racing comes back in the way that we, we knew it before.
0: Well, I certainly think if anything, I think it'll kick back stronger Um, because I think there's going to be that just as anything else, when something is taken away from us, I think that's when we realize how much we really love it and treasure it. And when we can't go to Tokyo and that was our last one, and then it's pushed out to maybe 2021 or 2022, when you finally get the chance, you're going to do it. But if you haven't run London yet, and London is a huge charity race, they raise the most money. Look, you're going to have no choice but to figure it out. And that makes me happy because that's something we're doing as a community that's really good. Um, I just wanted to jump back on the on the Abbott program itself. Tim, do you have some numbers of like when it started? Like, and by the way, I've never asked this question, whose idea was it? Who came up with the actual idea? I can't believe I haven't asked this question to this point.
2: So the the concept of the Abbott Marathon Major started in 2006 with at that time, five of the events really saying, we need. We can do a better job and there's an opportunity to do a better job to tell the stories of our elite athletes. So in 2006, the company was technically formed with the goal of really um, having the elite side of the sport get more prominent. So created a big splash with a million dollars that are on a rolling two-year calendar, uh, the top male and the top female athlete would get that $500,000. And it kept on that track for many, many years um really it was it started as the five-star finisher program and then jumped to the six-star finisher program with i would say relatively small fanfare numbers promotion etc in 2014 um when abbott came on as the title partner there were right around 450 folks that had run all six events at that time many more that had done five star but you would email the uh the part-time person that was doing it here at the Aberville Marathon Majors, and they would look up your information. They would, they would verify it, they would mail you out a certificate, uh, and it really went from there. It was actually the idea of Mark Milde in Berlin to cut co- to to come up with the five-star and six star program. So he was the one saying, Hey, the elite athletes are are doing great and we're promoting that, but there's there are these people that do this. So it was actually his team for several years that managed the website and then managed the process for five star and six star finishers once Tokyo came in in 2013. Now, uh, as you know, we have almost 7,000 folks that have done the six star. So really that was the, the idea was, was amazing. And then where we really saw the jump was in January of 2016 when we gave away our first medal. Um, that became the point where I think it became a real thing for people to say, like, the certificate is great and nice and awesome. And that's super personal, but to have that bling, if you will, and heavy and, you know, uh, people wear it with pride. So that was, that really jump started it. And then we were able to, at that point, we mailed it out to everybody. So you would finish a month later. You would then get your medal. We then started giving it away at finish lines. Which we all know the power of a finish line. And that for us became also you had fifty thousand people finish the New York the New York City Marathon. And it was not only the five hundred people that were getting their six star in New York City, it was the fifty thousand people going past going, How can I get one of those? What is that? That's really cool. Um so from a marketing perspective, you can't I mean, that's something you can't buy at, at, at the finish line to have those folks see it. So it just keeps it's it's kept growing. Um, it almost taken a life of its own uh, by really getting that that hunk of metal at the finish line,
0: yeah. it's um, there's nothing. there's nothing like it. there really there really isn't. Um, and it is, I'm glad you explained going all the way back because I knew the the money history part of it for the elite men and women and the wheelchair racers. I knew that they were kind of chasing it and they were getting points based on how many and what their ranking was, and it was a big payday. But I didn't know like when it actually started. And I didn't know it was five star first. I thought I remember that, but I wasn't 100% sure of that. And I did not know that the metal didn't come until that much later or that it was even mailed out at first. I mean, that is super cool information. And I guarantee you, if you were looking at a graph and plotted it, you know, when it was being mailed out versus when it started being done in person, you know, what the spike was from there must've been just like ridiculous. It must've been like straight slope upward because you're right. You can't, that moment is different. You cross the line in New York city and you guys are right over there off to the left, about 200, 300 yards up you know, from tavern on the green in the finish line, you're right over there to the left. And you know, that's, that's, you see the avid little booth over there, if you will, and the little tent and you know, the people are out there and all the blue gear, you know, shepherding you in there. And then the, the videos start rolling, the pictures start rolling and energy is insane. And you're right. The minute somebody has that metal, everybody wants to touch it, man. Everybody's like, can I see, can I see? You know, you're like guarding it with your life. Like, okay, don't get carried away here now. Hand that thing back. You know, we got to be careful here. This thing's worth a lot of cash right here.
1: Yeah, I was going to just give you some some numbers, Ron. So in, in 2019 alone, we had, um, we crossed the 5,000 finisher mark in Boston and had like a sort of celebration there. And then by the time we got to London, it was already 6,000. And then we finished in New York, 2019, 6,600. So a lot of runner in one year. So you can see, like you said, that graph, it's really, it's really taken off. And obviously this year it would have, you know, continue to, or 2020 would have continued to, to spike.
0: Yeah. Those are huge, huge growths. And, and I know you, you both are acutely aware of this. I can't even begin to tell you how many people I personally know that we're going to get, get, their six at Tokyo. I mean, I'm an admin on a Facebook page, um, multiple Facebook pages, New York city page there's a Tokyo page. And it breaks my heart because I have one, and I was able to finish it off. And, you know, yes, I did all six in one year, but my races go back to 1996, to your point, Tim. You know, you, when you were working with Carrie, I mean, that's my fastest marathon, I ran 240 in 1996. I was rolling the elite women back then. To see what the elite women are doing now is just, I, it just boggles my mind to see their progression specifically. It's just, amazing. I was running with like the top 10, top 15 women and ran 240 flat. And where I got dusted by them was in the last 5K, really like last two and a half miles. And look, no excuses. I didn't know anything about fueling back then. I mean, I had no clue whatsoever. Like a gel, like, yes, there were gels just coming out and around back then, but the elites, that is their advantage. You know, they have their stuff on the table. It's mixed. Even if it's defiz Coke late in the race. And when you're an age grouper, you don't get that benefit. And it is a huge benefit. Cause you know, when you're, when you're, out there and you have like Kipchoge rolling through in Berlin, man, that that dude is more famous for keeping up with Kipchoge that day on the bike and getting him his fluids and making sure his timing was right. Because, man, it was epic to see, you know, to see that unfold. I mean, just, just totally amazing. But, yeah, there's, there's people that are just heartbroken right now. And, you know, I know a lot of people have already deferred their Tokyo for, you know, to 2022. I didn't defer mine because I'm getting my second six star there and I'm not going to defer. it. And by the way, Tim, we were going to, we were scheduled to talk you, me and Lorna at Tokyo. Lorna remembers this. We were going to do a face-to-face, you know, although this is technically face-to-face, I guess, um, in Tokyo, um, when it canceled, you know, last year, I remember I was one day Lorna from getting on the plane one day because I was going way early. I've been to Japan. This would be my third trip. And I just wanted to do a really long trip and just get around and see a lot of the amazing sites. For, I think that's the most exciting thing besides the running element and winning that incredible you know, emblematic medal is just seeing these countries, man, seeing what they're all about and spending the extra time. And that's the advice I give people. Do not blow in and blow out of these cities and cut yourself short you know and i understand we all have responsibilities and jobs but when you have the opportunity spend some extra time go early or stay late and just really take it all in
1: Yeah, i mean the miles covered by some of our runners i mean you've got the fortune that you're in the us so three of the races are relatively easy a long weekend no jet lag you get some of our runners from australia new zealand wherever and they're doing long-haul flights for every single major and and that's commitment and that's a whole other level of commitment on top of the training you know your family's got to be okay with you being away you've got you know the cost obviously you've got to go over the jet lag you've got to work through all those things in your body you know for, for someone that has a long haul every single major that's that's impressive too
0: oh yeah i mean look it's it's a huge commitment all the way around. It's a, it's a cost commitment. It's a fitness and a training commitment. Um, many of these runners have coaches. Um, they have to pay attention to their diet. They're, they're really incredibly serious about it. And it leads us right into our next topic perfectly because age group world rankings. I mean, I'm blessed to to be in that group. And it's something I'm so proud of to qualify for the first World Age Group Championships. And, you know, 40 people in my age group. I know some age groups had more, some had less, um, depending on how old you are. I mean, it's just unbelievably exciting to get invited to the Wanda Age Group World Championships. Uh, It didn't happen last year, but I feel good for a couple of reasons. A, um, you know, you can't help but not feel you know, some positivity after reading you Brasher's comments, you know, recently he's been quoted in a number of sources, just feeling very positive that the race is going to happen, that it's going to take place. Now, of course we don't really know that, but, um, I am one of those people who looks at life from a positive lens. And I think October 3rd, the world age group championships will happen, but for the people out there that don't know what they are, who wants to walk through that a little bit and talk about that.
2: Um, happy to. And, and again, I think this is one of the one of the pieces that it came from our runners as something that as runners are probably the most competitive people that you will ever meet. Um, it came from a groundswell of, well, we have to do this. This is something that we have to do. Um, so we were lucky enough just as we were in 2014 to bring Abbott on as a partner. In 2017, we were able to bring on Wanda as a partner um, and, and all the great Knowledge, expertise, insights, thoughts that they that they bring to the table as a sporting entity, um, and really we saw, bluntly, we saw how successful Ironman has and has been for many years in the age group category categories and in building events and world championships around um, that space. So it, it started with that as a as a thought to hey, the marathoning space really needs this. This is something that our folks would would really get after um and and so it started it started as a not only a competitive piece but also for folks that can't necessarily run new york city or or don't get into boston or you know can't run chicago for whatever reason it started as a way to if someone's running a regional race or a, a one in their state how can they be a part of what we do and again back to the original point of seeing the power of what we all do when it comes to the marathon community and the impact that it can have so you know, it started as the six races, but now there's 250 that folks can participate in around the globe on every continent, you know, minus Antarctica. And, and it give the ability to folks to, to really get into the rankings and see what we do. And, and even if it's just one race that they get points to understand the impact that it does have, and, and that it's a part of a larger family of the Abbey World Marathon majors. So you, you, you have the opportunity to run two races over a calendar year. You can get points, uh, based on your times and the performances that happen in person for the races that you take part in. And that leads to invites to, as you said, to an age group world championship that we're very blessed to be able to have inside the Virgin money, London marathon, um, you know, so around a thousand of the participants in, in the marathon in October will be for the age group world championship, invited athletes from, from our. Uh, lever, if you will, or lever, if you will. So yeah, it's, it's exciting. We're, we're we want to get the first one under our belts and then continue to improve and um, get those age group athletes uh, some more bling and some more uh, accolades as we know is so well-deserved.
0: Bling and swag, two, two of my favorite things. I think we'll be doing some live stream, live broadcasting over there. Cause I know we're going to have some parties and some, some meetups and different things. Cause I remember, when we did all the sign up stuff last year, you know there were going to be some some different things where you could go and collect a bag and other other things that were kind of part of that experience. And and you're right, Wanda, um, they've done you know epic things in the Ironman space for sure because they have the seventy point three and one forty point six, which is half Ironman, Ironman age group, you know qualifiers. And you're you're right. When you're a competitive athlete, man, woman, any age, you know, you're always looking at your peers, you know, what did this person do? How did they run in Boston? How did they run in London? Well, there's your chance. You can see what they're doing in the races, all the information's right up there. So if you wanted to getting an idea, like what would I need to run in London to be competitive? If I want to be top 10 in my age group, world league Trip championships, I kind of pretty much know what I'm going to need to run. Um, so it's pretty, it's pretty exciting. And I think it, it's gonna grow crazily as the six star um mission initiative has as well, because um it's just, it's a good thing. I think it's gonna it's gonna be a super successful uh entity if we can just get one off the ground, of course. Well, and I think,
1: think, the, think it's held up.
2: <laughs> the, the fun part too is to just see times getting faster. I mean, we use um we look at the world records in each age group as the obviously the platinum time as we see it, but it's getting people are either breaking them or getting closer and closer with every event that we do. Um, and that's the fun part to just see, you know, people getting faster, getting more competitive, um, and and really just enjoying it because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about is people getting out there, giving another reason to get motivated and get out there. And if we can give them, um, that extra motivation, that's, that's all well worth it.
0: Yeah. What do you think Lorna?
1: No, I was going to say exactly that, that it gives people a reason to run fast. You know, when you're doing your home marathon or your city marathon, it's one thing to put in the performance that you, you know, you're maybe going for a time or you're trying to beat the person next to you. But if you know that there's a place at world championships at stake, you're definitely going to put, you know, put some extra hard work in there and really push yourself in the day. And like that's showing. And again, it's across the world like we have all these wonderful stories ready to tell when the race you know gets close and we've we've tracked some of our runners literally on every continent and we're going to tell those stories and it's amazing the walks of life you know that that where people have come from and how they fell into running and now they've become you know fast enough to qualify it's it's really impressive
0: yeah it really is it just shows you what people um the commitments people have to their running. Um, Even in lockdown, um, people doing ultra marathons in their backyard. I've seen uh, things on the internet of people running ultra marathons on like their outdoor patio, like not even outside, outside, like on a patio. Like I've seen things that have just, you know, boggled my mind, like completely 100%, like, no, that's not possible. But the data is there. If it's in Strava, it happened. That's always my go-to. If I see it happen in Strava, if I look at it on Strava, I'm, I'm I'm one of those people who will tend to believe it. I'm sure there might be a way to cheat Strava like anything else, but Um, because people will cheat sometimes, but um, I think it leads us again, right into our next category, which will go with your global run club, virtual racing, global marathon, because some of the performances last year that I saw people put down virtually, you know, running around their own block, you know, with their neighbors out on the porch and their kids. um, I had two of the get the two of the fastest women, number one and number two, that ran the fastest Boston times on my show. And it was it was just amazing. Like, I mean, I couldn't believe their stories about how they set their courses up, their mom and dads, their boyfriends, their husbands, their kids. It was just so fun to hear about that day and what they put into getting ready for that day. But then that, that actual day, and, you know, Boston celebrated it. You you all celebrate it. We all celebrate these things. We put it out there. We share it on Instagram stories. We share it on Facebook. And it feeds the collective energy and, you know, love in our sport, in the community. And I think that was just the perfect opportunity that you guys took to kick off, you know, Global Run Club and get virtual racing going. And I know you have a global marathon this year. So definitely, I have the hat on, you see, which... Lauren sent me, me. which I love. It matches all my other blue swag and my Avid stuff. So it's perfectly color coordinated. And um, you just see people posting and doing all of these challenges and getting so excited on the Facebook groups I'm in. And they're just, they're so pumped, you know, they're getting some medals, they've got achievements and things to do. Um, So either one or both of you take it, take it away, talk about it and uh, where things are going.
1: So I'll kick this one off. So I- exactly that we we really, this is something that we'd always wanted to do, but I think when, when COVID happened and the world changed very quickly, we kind of put the gears into motion a little bit quicker. But the Global Run Club really is trying to create the global community. So wherever you are in the world, you can connect with other runners and you can do something for a common goal and you feel like you're part of something. And especially now when you're not in, in-person races or there's not many in-person races happening. So we got it together and we kicked off in August of last year and the response has been fantastic and it's really, we're trying to do a mix of things. We don't want it just to be for the competitive runners. We really want it to be for those people that we talked about at the start who may be getting back into running or beginning to run. So we've made a conscious effort that every month we have a range of challenges and races. So whatever gets you going, there's something there, whether it's a 5k or pushing yourself to a half marathon right now we've got thousands of runners completing 100 miles in a month for some people that's easy like i know that you do that in your sleep run, but for some people that's a big that's a big goal yeah so we created a platform that has all these different challenges they're free they're fun there's leaderboards for some of them so you can be competitive and see where you rank and we have certificates and, and badges and some of the races like you said you could buy medals and it's been really fun cuz it's given us something to focus on it's given us something to to sort of congregate around and get all the races involved with all ages and abilities and then moving on from that because we're not going to have the majors in the spring we've created this inaugural global marathon for the Abbott world marathon majors and it's virtual but there will be a leaderboard you can set your course you can get creative you can get people involved and uh, yeah it's it's open now and, and it's going really well and we're sort of seeing that buzz on social that you know, before that you wouldn't have known. And people are talking about it. And we really hope that that gives people something for the spring to focus on. And it's a good prep for those that are doing the majors in the fall or other races throughout the year. So I'm loving it. It's It's been a great experience to create that and see it grow and see people really enjoy connecting and, and choosing something that, that gets them going every day.
2: And I think I would just add two things. One, It's been not only the Global Run Club, but all the virtual offerings that our races have had over the last 10 months. I think marathoning and understanding the space and having it be a life journey, et cetera, et cetera, it's a lot about the memories that you kind of make along the way. And I think being able to set up a finish line in your front yard and have your kids man your aid station as you run by and have your grandma sitting on the front porch watching you finish, where maybe she's never even seen you at a race before, Um, that's given people special memories, that's given people special moments. And really, I think that's why the races are so special for people because of the people that are around them, whether they know them or they don't, or they speak their same language or they don't. Um, It's given folks a, a little bit of a different look. So I think really the virtual space will continue to have a place within our sport. Um, from here on out, it might not be as big as it was in 2020 for everybody, obviously when, when in-person racing gets back for the masses, but it will be a part of it because I think it, it, again, back to the original goal of giving access and, and giving folks a point to get into the marathon community and the marathon space, maybe they can't go to the town next to them, but they can understand and run a marathon in their neighborhood. Um, and, and then the second point being just the innovation that we've seen in our space, in our industry, over the last ten to twelve months, has been amazing. So, as things have gone virtual, you see companies coming up and, and new ideas coming up, and, and really making that space better for the future as well, which is exciting as we as we sit. So, it, you know, I think to Lorna's point, for our team, it was an opportunity to say, okay, what can we now? We we have some time to not be in person. How can we get our community motivated? How can we bring our community together and and really, what does this mean for the future of our sport for more access to uh, to our races and the races around the globe? so it's it's exciting, and I think there's much more to come as we look at virtual racing in general.
0: Well, kudos to you both on it. Um, I think um, levels based thing, activities based thing, and you can just see the growth of Fitbit and step trackers and just all of these things. people just, Man, we're in this world where we want to know what we're doing and we want to know where we are at every single moment. Um, and I have no idea how many steps I take in a day. I wouldn't, I just, that doesn't mean anything to me, but to other people, it means everything. Um, and, and Lorna, to your point, a hundred miles, hundred miles isn't a crazy big goal to some people. You're a hundred percent right. That might be like, I've seen people say, I want to run a thousand miles this year. And then I'm just like, no, 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 dude, put your own. Your own stuff away. It has nothing to do with you. It has to do with them. And I always have to remind myself, somebody out there, a 5K is a marathon. 5K, 3.1 miles. That seems like running across the ocean to them. Running one mile, you know, running any distance right now is just a positive Outcome. So giving people, you know, step challenges, daily challenges, weekly challenges, run a mile, run a hundred miles, whatever. It's just fabulous. And it, it encourages engagement. It gets people involved with a platform and it gets them talking with other people and maybe following and, and having extended conversations with people that they weren't aware of. It gets them involved into Facebook running groups and other things where they can just learn more about how to get into these races, how to train, how to prepare. Could you run to fairly close together and if you did how did you manage it that kind of stuff and and that's super exciting
1: and a couple of things ron i wanted to add that i forgot to say about um we're really lucky that andrew castor who you're probably familiar with, but some people not. he's um, dina's husband uh, dina's husband but very accomplished in his own right and a fantastic oh, guy and andrew yeah. he has been working with us um contributing to our newsletter the last few months but he's just created three marathon training plans that are, are on our site on the club accessible to everybody and he's created a 16-week training plan whether you're a beginner intermediate or advanced so if runners are unsure because I think it's really nerve-wracking attempting something like that for the first time or knowing how to improve or needing some structure when you can't go to your run club or you maybe can't see you know your coach in person whatever it is we've got those plans and Andrew's going to be doing more of us in the coming weeks to guide people through that you know to help people so they feel like they have somebody that's got their back and that's. You know, checking in and making sure you're you've got sort of markers to to hit each each month. So that's really cool. And the other piece, which perfectly ties our age group piece and our global run club together, is that anybody who does the global marathon, which is the first and second of May weekend, if you are age forty and over, that is a channel of entry into 2022 age group world championships. We've got hundred places for the top age group runners in our own marathon. Which is a fantastic opportunity for some people to really put down quick times and and get themselves to the championships uh, the following year.
0: That I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, he is phenomenal. Um, he coaches an elite group of runners. Um, you know, yeah. Joe. You know, Joe Hill is you know one of the strongest mentor relationships and coaching relationships with Dina going back forever and ever. And you know, just somebody I've just always paid such close attention to the stories I've read about him and the impact he's had on so many runners. It just, it's uh it's really remarkable. What, a, what an amazing human. And just the two of them, I mean, I had the pleasure of meeting Dina in Boston when they did the, the Boston premiere movie was that 2017, I think. And, it's I think it's 2017 because I have those on top of Ronnie's piano over my shoulder over there. I have the Boston premier glasses and it's so, so funny and just completely ironic. But, you know, Dina is one of those people. She'll just talk to you and just hang out with you. And I mean, I probably talked to her for 20 or 25 minutes and, you know, got a couple of pictures with her, put it up on Facebook. Or he's like, oh, wow, man, Ron, who's your new girlfriend? I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> uh, you don't know who that is. And they're like, no, I'm like, I mean, I could have had a little fun with it. But I'm like, it's, it's Dina Castor, man, Olympian runner? Like, me. no, didn't know who she was, you know, cause she was dressed up and, you know, looked not in her running clothes, if you will. But Andrew, um, you know, I don't remember the name of the running group there. That was part of that whole area where Dina and mammoth, mammoth, track, club. mammoth track club. Thank you. Yeah. So he is, you know, seriously elite running coaching credentials. And that is fantastic opportunity for runners to get up there and pull a program down and have an idea what to do. Um, in terms of what you need, what you need to use. That's, that's a fabulous reference and resource. So thanks for sharing that. And secondarily, a chance in your global marathon to earn a seat at the table in the Wanda Age Grove World Championships. There you go. Yep, that's your goal, Ron. There you go. Throw down and make sure you get in. I think I'm in, but you know I may not be in. I'm pretty sure I'm in for the second year. I'm, I'm pretty sure. It's, it's close. I mean, you know how it works. It's top 40, but it's really not because there's people that are first and there's all these other things that qualify or disqualify. So I think I'll be in, um, but if not, I'm going to have to throw down a fast time in your marathon and you know I'm doing it. So I got to you know put my toe in the water and lace them up for sure. Um, and before we roll out of here, we have to talk a little about what's next. Um, what's big, what's out there. And we all know there's been so much talk for years and years about adding a seventh race and, you know, what that process is like and, you know, vetting those individual, you know, particular areas that have been, you know, under review for say a couple of years. And, um, I know that's probably been a little bit, I wouldn't say back burner, but it's just not in the news as much because right now people are just worried that we can't run any of these races or maybe have been pushed out altogether, but, and it doesn't just have to be about us adding a seven major, just anything like what's, uh, what's next rabbit.
2: I mean, I, I would say from a expansion perspective, the, the plans are still in place as they were pre COVID. Um, WANDA has an exclusive right to bring us three candidate races and, until 2026. Um, you know, obviously that's been previously announced. We've been working on a couple di- with a couple different events um, with the goal of of having that happen. I think everybody in our organization would love to see a, a seventh major, but it needs to meet the criteria that we've set out. And they're, they're not easy criteria for a race to pass the hundred and some odd criteria that we've set. Um, it's a evolution, it's a process and exactly as you said, so, um, we're not going to rush it. We're not going to force it. We're going to work with Wanda and our partners in those markets to, um, get a race up to that standard. And we, again, we all hope we get there. And I think again, it's because we see the power of what it does for local international regional, however you want to see it community. So that to have that not be a goal of ours to expand, the greatness of that of that impact that we see in our our six races um we would be you know selling ourselves short so that that's the goal that's the hope but it starts with can the race pass the criteria that we've set um so that's how I would talk about expansion in general as a next step for us but uh, uh with the rankings races we continue to bring more rankings races into the fold uh one of our team members that's his one of his sole responsibilities is to bring new races in and some of these places he's getting races. It's you, you know, to even pronounce it or, or where is that I'm Googling, where is that? So, you know, um, that's a lot of fun to see these races that are w- knowing what we do and wanting to be a part of it. And then even more importantly, seeing them send us results and have those finishers uh, a part of what we're doing is, is really continues to be what next for us as well.
0: Well, I know I've read a lot about Singapore and some other places. I know China, um, I would hope maybe South Africa or Australia, New Zealand, someplace else, someplace cool that I haven't been to recently, or, or actually I haven't been to at all. I haven't been to Australia or New Zealand, always been a bucket list item, but I'm sure you're going to pick, you know, major places and, you know, uh, can, will you talk about any of them specifically or obviously, you know, no one's vet past the vetting process or any of that yet, but just have you, you know, can you talk about some of the specific places that you've looked at or are looking at?
2: Yeah, we, we've it's been public that we've been in Singapore for a couple of years um so we've looked at the Singapore marathon and then uh we recently uh, again through our partnership with Wanda looked at started looking at the Chengdu marathon um that's a race that is um it, it's one that would open up the world to a, a lot of new runners which would be fantastic so those are the two that we've been to and looked at so far but that list can evolve that list can um, be added to. So uh, again, that's why it's a long-term process for us. It was a decades-long deal that we signed with Wanda because we knew there would be different paths that it, we would all head down during those, those 10 years. So looking forward to the next one and looking forward to the, the return of those races in person so we can con- continue to work with those local teams.
0: Well, I, I love both of those locations for sure. And we can get my son Ronnie involved. He speaks fluent Mandarin. So if we need him to add him as temporary travel staff as we head over there to put an avid shirt on for a couple of days and speak fluent Mandarin and be like hanging out with his dad, that would be super cool. So and he's been to he's been to Chengdu. He's actually did two month-long stays in China when he was in high school. That helped him with his fluency. Um, great, great places, great potential venues and super exciting stuff because anytime you get a new race in man that's just like new energy altogether new course you know new chances to explore and you know just another big thing to reach for so super cool Lorna what about with you anything new with you
1: um for me i mean the the goal for this year is to keep people motivated engaged give them something to work for um with our run club but also just you know getting the majors back out there I'm really excited for people to have the chance to to run again and however that might you know might look as the year progresses and just yeah I mean with with Danny you know he's he's done a huge amount of work on the website like we were talking about earlier so there's the new platform social continues to grow telling people's stories just I think so much has happened this year that you know we're sort of constantly playing catch up to to tell those those pieces and there's there's so much out there um we're really just trying to yeah, sort of share the love really and just get people excited and keep people going. Cause I, you know, it all comes back to what what gets everyone up in the morning. And if running does it, then we've got to be part of that, you know, that loudspeaker to get people going and share those messages.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So a couple of a couple of thoughts just from me. Um, when you go to the cities, New York, you know, Chicago, London, and you know, you see the avid stuff and the six-star wall and all that. It's just crazy. Um, it keeps getting smaller and smaller because now, now we're up to seven thousand. So who knows what the future is going to be like? We want to do some really fancy digital wall where it's you know the fonts are coming up or something like that, and and you know maybe could go country by country. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. I mean, you guys are so good at evolving this thing and have done just incredible stuff with continuing to grow it and promote it. And and Tim and Lorna, as you both echoed before. It's us. It's the ambassadors. It's the people who've actually done it that just keep talking about it and share our own experiences and our own energy about what it feels like to actually do it. And you're filming those people's stories and sharing them. And Lorna, you having people like myself and so many other guests, you know, talk about their own journey? I mean, look at Dina. Dina wanted to get her own six star. And then she had a fall and got hurt right before I remember, because I just thought it was so cool that here's this Olympian, she wanted to get her six star. And I think that just shows that the levels of people and the engagement that you've all created. But I think a couple of super cool things, and not just because I have done all six in one year, it might be super cool to have a special area of recognition, you know, who knows where, either on the website or on the wall of people who've done them all in one year, because it is a pretty incredibly difficult fee to accomplish that. Not only from a crazy cost (laughs) expenditure, the amount of time that you have to block off to make that occur. It's almost insanely, the odds of it actually happening, especially look at what's happened in COVID, to be able to get to all six of those races and run them and not be injured is one thing. And then for the handfuls of people, and there certainly aren't many, we're up to 7,000 now. The people who've actually done it twice, I think there might even be a few people who've actually done three you know, that would be super cool for them to get a little extra recognition. Because remember, anybody who has one then is seeing if there's a little extra special recognition. I'm not talking about another medal because you're going to get another medal anyway, but just seeing like a little area, like a wall of fame or some special recognition. So that's just a few little ideas from me and, you know, more merch, man, because the more merch, you know, the more promoting because you guys have the, the best stuff. I mean, look, I mean, you know, there's how many things could I possibly have in view? (laughs) I mean, it's like, you know, yeah, I am basically. And, you know, and then you've seen this already, Lorna, this is from on the memory project. Um, I'll give them a little plug, but this, they made this and it's the real Abbott down here with the times and a picture from each one. And, it's great stuff. I mean, there's just, what, a, what an industry has sprung up around, you know, obviously my metal wall is over there, but what an industry has sprung up around creating, you know, unique items to commemorate the whole thing. Whether it's the bibs or the bibs and a picture from each one or something miniature like that. I mean, it's, it's, re- it's really remarkable. Yeah, it's
1: impressive. You're going to have your own running museum soon, Ron. I can see it in the future.
0: (laughs) Yeah, um, I'm I'm kind of outgrowing my space here. You know, when I downsized, I didn't realize I, I said I didn't need the house anymore and all the space. But, you know, now it has become somewhat of a running museum. But I don't have to worry. My son's not here anymore. It's just me and my dog. I mean, she has enough space for her stuff and. You know, now I got triathlon stuff lurking around, so who knows? I'm going to have to go back from the downsize to upsizing a little more. (laughs) Lord knows in COVID times, I could use like a pure pain cave room like most people love to have with a bike trainer and everything else, and this way you can do your indoor miles, so... Anyway, it's been amazingly fun for me to have you guys on, um, just giving so much more detail and texture to uh, the Abbott six-star experience, what's been going on, what you've both been up to. So I thank you so much for both joining me. Do you have anything else for me that you want to share with uh, the Run Chats audience before we roll out of here?
2: I, I think... Oh, oh, go, go ahead. To... Oh, go ahead, Lorna.
1: Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like... Just keep to everybody who's listening, you just to keep running and keep enjoying what you're doing. And there's there's no pressure, you know, this year. So set your own goals. And if you want to get get part, become, become part of our community, then do join the Global Run Club because it really is something for everybody. And it's just about having fun.
2: And I would just say we miss everyone. We can't wait to see everyone. Right. Like we <laughs> I, I will never say I'm never going to take another expo. Um, for advantage, right? Because at the end, end of the day, um, we've all been to a thousand expos, but I'm I'm just yearning to get back to an expo. House it sounds a little sad, but it's <laughs> so true, right? So we miss everyone and we can't wait to see everyone. Um and we just appreciate everyone staying motivated, staying in contact and really showing the amazing stuff that can happen even virtually with uh with our community. So we look forward to the day when we can all uh enjoy a conversation at an expo.
0: And a beer. And that's true <laughs> Yes. And and maybe all at the same time. Yeah. We need we need more beer at Expos, Lauren. I love that idea. Well
1: specializing, it, it's a thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think we have an idea. Anyway, it's been so great to see you both and spend some time with you. Really appreciate uh, you guys coming on, man. It's really fun to talk with you both.
1: Yeah, good luck for Friday and happy birthday from all of us too.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Okay, well we always close by saying, keep lacing them up, keep getting out the door and always remember to stay in the fight. Fun times talking with Tim and Lorna and so much information uh, that's relevant and helpful for people that are involved with all things related to trying to chase down a six star. Um, Also super relevant to, to people that are just getting involved. Maybe they don't even have a star at all. Maybe they've never even run a marathon before and they're interested in how do they put a training plan together to build up and get ready to go after this amazing six-star series that they've seen or heard so much about, maybe from friends or other people in the running community, and maybe it's got them inspired and they're looking to do something new in their life. And that Andrew Castor training plan is a wonderful opportunity um, to get somebody on the path to have them train properly, not risk injury, and really get themselves properly ready to race that distance. So that, the Global Run Club, which has seen some tremendous growth and engagement. I see all sorts of posts about people excited, earning different medals based on different challenges, um, and engagement is always the key. Um, now, more than ever, when we have so many races sidelined, Um, So that's super exciting stuff. They've got a global marathon coming where if you're a master's runner and you haven't been able to qualify for the World Age Group Championships, you'd actually have an opportunity to earn a place there if you were able to place high enough. So fun stuff. Uh, Enjoyed that conversation so much. Hope you all do too. So please, as you often do, take a moment, share it on Instagram stories, let your friends know if this chat is been helpful and is gonna answer some questions for them about what's going on with 2021 racing as it relates to the AVID World Marathon Major Series. Appreciate every one of you who takes the time to do that, means so much to me and helps us grow our show audience getting people to subscribe is the single most important thing um, so that they know new episodes are up and available and they don't miss out. So please keep doing that, everybody. It means so much and it really helps us uh, build a larger audience on Run Chats and let's grow, man. Let's keep the momentum going. We're trying to build a super positive running community here. So appreciate you all so much. And as we always say, keep lacing them up, keep getting out the door and always remember to stay in the fight. Peace out, my friends.